Blog Talk Radio.
morning, good morning. How are you on this 16th day of July and 2023? What an awesome, awesome, awesome day of the Lord. For this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And how about God's word that says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall not may, not might, not kind of sort of, not just a little bit, but they shall be added unto you. And I love God's addition. His addition is nothing like our addition. His addition is just phenomenal. Well, today we're going to be talking about a lot of things, and I'm even going to, you know, ask the audience various questions. And if they answer, that's good. And if they don't, that's good because we're going to allow the Holy Spirit of God to direct the manifestation of this program on today. And so I'm going to give you what even the title of the program is, and then I'm going to ask Minister Sylvia if she will pray for us, pray for the people of God, pray for just whatever God tells her to pray. Because today we're going to talk about the manifestation of the Spirit of perversion. Minister Sylvia, will you pray for us? Praise the Lord for this opportunity to come before him. Father God, I thank you for allowing us to wake up in our right minds, oh Lord. I thank you for allowing us to come before you with the opportunity to ask you to forgive us for every sin to forgive us for not coming to you in the time of need. Forgive us for not putting you first. God, we ask you to just touch our hearts and our minds right now, God, that we may dwell on the fact that we need to be saved, sanctified, and clean. God, we ask you to be our Lord and Savior. Forgive us of every sin we've done openly, secretly, Every sin we've done, God, that brought shame to you, to the heavens, to your kingdom. God, we're asking you to just clean our minds, God. Give us the desire to ask you to clean our minds. We're asking you to clean the minds of the ones that we put on the altar, oh God. God, we ask you right now to teach us how to be your people, God to teach us how not to try to throw up strange and weird incense unto you, O God. How to throw up strange and weird worship to you, O God. How to throw up our hands before you, knowing that they're not clean, O God. God, we just ask you to touch our hearts, that in the secret places of our hearts, where the stench of sin tries to lie in us, live and take root, God, We ask you to go in there and get that, oh God. 
Father God, we just ask you to cover our family, cover our homes, oh God. God, minister to us in our sleep. Minister to us when we're woke, we're daydreaming, we're riding, we're talking, we're walking, we're sitting. God, whatever frame of mind we're in, minister to us, oh God, that your word is true, oh God. We ask you to cover us in your word, God. Cover us with your blood, God. Teach us, God, teach us. Teach us, God, teach us. God, we know that the spirit of perversion, with every form and fashion that it come in, God, we ask you to get it at the root, kill it right now. God, I ask you just to cover us in every way. Let us ask you for covering, God. Let us ask you for a relationship with you, oh God. Let us come before you boldly saying, God, that right there. Get this right here. God, I'm putting myself from the top of my head to the crown of my feet. From the tip of my fingertips, left to right, God, I'm laying out before you and want. I want to be delivered. I want to be set free. I want to be saved. I want to be healed. God, we're laying out before you and want, oh God. God, I want to be your people because I want you to be my God. God, I'm putting a want on my life concerning you, oh God, concerning the heavens, concerning the kingdom of God. God, I want to be used by you. God, every Christian, everyone that's coming before you, laying before you, thinking about you, God, we're asking you to hear them. Talk to them, God. Clean their ears that they may hear you. Clear their hearts that they may receive you. Clear their minds that they may meditate on you day and night. But God, when we don't know what to say, teach us how to moan in the spirit. Teach us how to ask you, God for understanding, for wisdom. God, we want to be delivered. Delivered into your kingdom. Delivered into your hands. Delivered into your will. So God, we just thank you for giving us ears to hear what your word is saying to us on today. Give us a heart to receive it and a mind to meditate on it day and night. For God, at this time we yield the word to you back, saying, speak to my heart, Lord. Speak to me, oh God. I want to hear from you. In Jesus' name, we pray this prayer. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Sylvia. First, let's define perversion and let's define it in a manner that lines up with a dictionary. And thank you, Minister Sylvia, for that prayer and for um, just being willing to pray how God wanted you to pray and what he wanted you to pray. Perversion, the alteration of something from its original course, meaning or a state to a distortion or corruption of what was first 
intended. Sexual behavior or desire that is considered abnormal or unacceptable. Many things can be perverted. Many times when people talk about uh, perversion, they think of the sexual perversions, but they forget that even the gift of prayer can be perverted because people can take prayer and make it into something that they do to be seen or known or for monetary value. Some will take stories of what happened in order to make it fun or in order to hide the truth or in order to take something that was the truth, get a lie, and much more. Economics can be perverted in order to promote suppression, depression, oppression, or even status in society. Now I want to ask the listening audience, if they could just share one or two examples of things that they've seen in society or something that may have happened in their life or something that they may have watched on TV or in the movies or wherever that has been perverted. And the last example I'll give of that is when the enemy of our soul tried to pervert the word of God in order to sabotage the mission that God had given Jesus, he took the very word of God, the very scriptures, when he tried to make him turn something into bread, when he tried to make him, talking about Jesus, bow down to him, so there's many examples of that or even when David for his fleshly desires um, took someone's desire to please him to steal his wife. There's so many examples. And even if we would look at um, how someone can take something as simple as playing cards and pervert it into a money-making scheme, or someone could take your love for them in order to take you down a wrong world. So I'm going to pause right now. Anyone from the audience would like to, you know, give some examples. One or two would be great. The lines are open. Okay, I was trying. I was trying to wait to see if anyone else was going to speak before I said anything. So I would just go right ahead, Minister Sylvia, just um, speaking. I remember growing up um, on both my parents' side. They had I had uncles that would uh, drink. I mean, they would drink where 
they was unrecognizable. They would drink to a point that they didn't remember what they did or anything like that. But I remember them just becoming, as we would say, Are you still there? Yes, I am. Um, go back to where you said, I remember them coming, because that, it went uh, dead, the phone, after that. Okay. I remember when they would come around um, and they would drink to the point where they would become, when you look at them, they would be unrecognizable. When you hear them and talk to them, they would be unrecognizable. The things they would say and the things that they would do and they wouldn't remember it the next day. And whenever we saw them coming, we would try to get away or run or hide or something because we would be like, they just perverse, oh perverse, you know. And we know that they were raised in the church. We know that they know the Bible, they knew the Word of God, but yet it's still they still allow the um, spirit of drunkenness to pervert them where that they would just, the stuff that they would do, it would just be so messed up that we didn't want to be bothered with them. We didn't want to see them when they come. And then when you try to tell them about it, they act like they didn't know. Maybe they did. Now, who am I to say? But they would not remember things that they would do. Um, I mean, just the spirit of perversion don't care who you are, what age you are. It, it just don't. It will just try to take over your life as well as the life of the person that is um, dealing with that spirit. And it, it will cause them to lose their family if not hurt their family. The spirit of perversion is not a joke. It's not nothing to play with. It's not nothing you could say, well, I can handle that. No, that's that's something you cannot you cannot deal with. You know, I, I'm not going to talk about the other spirit of perversion because, see, that's one that God put in my heart that he reminded me of, not knowing what we really was going to talk about today. That was the dream that God gave me that, that's a um, spirit that I have, our family has to be prayer, prayer for. I mean, not pray for, just have to be re- reminded we have to stand on that because that's a that's another spirit of perversion. People just want to try to put perversion in one place, but it's not. Perversion, it covers a multitude. And like I said, that was the dream God gave me, that I had an uncle on both sides. <clears throat> my family that would get so drunk that they basically looked like drunken twins, even though they didn't hang out together or nothing like that. They were from two different states. But that spirit was recognizable when you saw it, but they didn't recognize it. They had it. So that's what I have to say right now. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else that would like to share? Well, while you're thinking of it, 
even the people on the WWW, the World Wide Web, even those that are listening to this in the archives, there is a movie called Sound of Freedom that's out that's dealing with the spirit of the pedophiles and uh, sexual abuse of children, male and female. And uh, it's something that's been running rapid for many, many years. And it's not just happening in third world countries. It's happening even in those places that are supposed to be free and so cutting edge and up to date. Um, You know, if it wasn't, we wouldn't have the various um, churches that have had issues with it um, because it's all over the place. And so I watched a series on last night and this morning where the very weight, how much people weigh, was being used to shame them. Um, whether it was they were too skinny or they were too big, but it was mostly concentrating on the people that were too big. But it ended up getting in also into the sexuality of people. And so remember, it's something that was created in its original state that is being metamorphosized or changed or transformed into something that it was not originally intended for. So whether we look at sexuality or or how water can be, you know, used to weaponize things. I mean, I don't know if you all know that sometimes people are um, basically tortured by various things and even those things that we would normally um, use for a good thing. So when people allow their relationships, um, status in society, and things of that sort to be changed just for their gain, for vanity, and things of that reason, we must ask ourselves the question, what did God create this to be? What were you born as? What type of behavior are you having that's going on in your life? Is it a behavior that promotes love, God's kind of love, not the world's kind that people would abuse a child or even another adult, fleshly desires or demonic deceptions or evil in general, instead of the original fellowship and relationship that's acceptable to God, his will, his way, his word. You may be saying, well, why is this about God? Everything is about God. He created. And so if it's something that's being perverted from its original use or his creation, We need to ask God for deliverance. 
So now I'm going to share a whole chapter with you, Genesis 19. It says, and it was evening when the two angels came to Sodom. Lot was sitting at Sodom's gate. Seeing them, Lot got up to meet them and bowed down his face to the ground. And he said, see here, my lords, please turn aside and come into my servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet that you may get up early and go on your way said no we shall spend the night in the open plaza of the city however Lot strongly urged them so that they turned aside and entered his house and prepared and he prepared a feast for them with wine and baked unleavened bread and they ate So they had wine, but it was enough to complement the meal and to soothe their thirst, not them in a drunken state. Then it goes on on the fourth verse to say, but before they lay down to sleep, the men of the city, says the men of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house, all the men from every quarter. And they called out to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we may know them intimately. They were talking about the angels. The men of Sodom were talking about the angels of God that they wanted to know them intimately. Now, in the beginning, when God created man and woman, it was Adam and Eve, and they were to know each other intimately in order to multiply. Although knowing each other would cause them to have uh, pleasures, it wasn't pleasures that, were just for pleasures. It was to procreate. It had an agenda, and it was multiplication, you know, God's addition. But Lot went out to the doorway, back to the scriptures, to the men, and shut the door after him. And he said, please, my brothers, do not do something so wicked. See, even he identified it, that the men of Sodom wanting to sleep and have sex with uh, angels was wicked going on with the scriptures um, scripture number eight he says see here I have two daughters who have not known a man intimately please let me bring them out to you instead and you can do as you please with them see he was trying to get them back into the desires that were of the norm although Um, It was abuse of his daughters, but he wanted them to see how men sleeping with men, men sleeping with angels, male angels, was not what God intended. So then the verse goes on to say, please let me bring out to you instead, and you can do as you please with them. Remember, that was the last part of the verse. 
only do nothing to these men because they have, in fact, come under the shelter of my roof, the protection. Question, can people seek shelter and protection under your roof? Can people take that which was supposed to be for protection and now to pervert it? How many children have been molested and raped and misused in a home or a place that they thought was for protection, schools, or aunts, or sisters, or brothers? or in-laws, how many men and women have taken that which was supposed to be for trust and safety and perverted it? There's a story about an actor who adopted him and his wife, young girls from different lands and things of that sort. And then the father ended up sleeping with and marrying his daughter, perverted the very thing that him and his wife had adopted the daughter. Because it was supposed to be their daughter. So how could you sleep with your daughter or even your mother or your sister or your wife's niece or nephew? or your own daughter or son. How? How could your fleshly desires be more important to you than the protection under your roof and the shelter under your roof? It's supposed to bring your very family. How many sisters and brothers have married or slept with, or had sexual relationships with their siblings, husbands, or wives. Mm, I dare not share any statistics on that because it would be just, mm, 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 mm. and many of them aren't even reported or known. Verse 9, but they said, get out of my way. See? It's all about their flesh and all about the evil deception that's within them. And they said, this man, Lot, came as an outsider uh-huh, to live here temporarily, and now he is acting like a judge. Uh-huh, that's those people saying, don't judge me. Mm, that's a whole other message, too. And now we will treat you worse than your visitors. Mm, they letting it known. They're going to get revengeful. They're upset with him because he wants to do things God's way, but they want to fulfill their fleshly desires. The verse goes on and says, so they rushed forward and pressed violently against Lot. Mm, another verse, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. And in this case, it's not the violence of God. It's the violence of evil. And Lot came close to breaking down the door of his house. 
the place that was meant for shelter and protection. He came close to breaking down his own door because of the violence that the deception and evil from the outside that was trying to come into his house. Now, let's, let's, let's take this analogy and think about this happening to us, whether it's natural or physical. How many of us have allowed evil to creep in? Deception. How many grown men and women have allowed this evil to take over to where they violated the very trust and the safety that their homes were supposed to bring in? My mother oftentimes said, if you look for it, you'll find it. How many of you know in order to save the innocence of the youth and the innocence of family and the promotion of unity in God's way, not in man's way, because they had unity in wanting to bring evil into the home of Lot. How many of you know you need to protect the thieves that are coming into your house, whether they're coming to steal and promote perverted intimacy or whether they're coming in to steal money and other things. It's amazing. We had a cousin growing up. They used to send her children to our house, especially this one in particular, to steal from our mother, whether it was necklaces or money. Mm-hmm. That's right. One of my mother's nieces that she blessed all the time tried to pervert my mother's love for her and her children to monetary wealth. Verse 10, but the men, the angels, reached out with their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door after him. The angels pulled him back into the shelter of safety. They struck and punished the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness from the young men to the old men so that they exhausted themselves trying to find the doorway. God intervened. There's lots of things going on in our homes or that are trying to go on in our homes that God is going to punish those very men with blindness. Some of the blindness is going to be economic blindness. Some of the blindness is going to be favor. They're not going to have it anymore because they've been actually living off of your favor in the first place. There are things that God's going to do to punish people that have come into your home or tried to come into your home with evil, with fleshly desires. Mm, It's a shame. Verse 12, and the two men, the angels, asked Lot, have you any others here in Sodom, a son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, whoever have you have in the city, take them out of here, for we are destroying this place, because the outcry for judgment 
against them has grown so great before the Lord that the Lord has sent us to destroy and ruin it. On today, or whenever you're listening to this message, understand that God is bringing judgment because the very evil that has been practiced has come before the Lord. Whatever you do, many of people don't know, but we had a family member that as a child in their innocence was violated. And their life changed, the way they saw things, the things that they did and that they do was changed. And even that which the other family member witnessed to or heard changed them as well. Because someone trusted someone that they had let into their home, that they had let get close to their children. We even had a family member whose spouse, when they were hooked on drugs, allowed them and their friends to do various things to one of our family members, and even buried them with their heads sticking up out of the ground in a certain sense. So verse 14, we're talking about perversion. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-law, who were betrothed and legally promised to marry his daughter. Remember, his daughters had not been with anyone intimately. I wonder how old was his daughter, because in many countries, people get married at 10, 11, 12, 13, or as adults. And he said, get up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy this city. But to his son-in-law, he appeared to be joking. That's right, some uncle, some aunt, some in-law think that doing the right thing, turning away from evil, is a joke. That's a whole other message. Verse 15, when morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Get up, take your wife and two daughters who are here, and go, and you will be, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. There's many people getting caught up. Because they just don't want to let it go. They don't want to let the evil, the deception go. They don't want to do things God's way. But the punishment and the deception is coming. It's coming to a land near you. Yes, the punishment and the deception. So when the deception comes, will you turn it away? Or will you act like you didn't know what was going on? There was a uh, person that we knew that was preying on the young girls and their innocence. And they were doing it generation after generation after generation. Don't you know there are some pedophiles in your family that have been promoting evil 
raping your nieces and great nieces and, and your sons and your daughters and your aunts and your uncles because, you know, they can be younger. I was an auntie to someone that was younger uh, than I was younger than, but I've also had those that are younger than me. But see, the spirit of deception and perversion doesn't care. It's been hiding in the families for years. Some people have married pedophiles because the sexual desire in them is not only for them, but it's for any and everybody in the family. You would be amazed of how many people have been raped and molested within families that people try to act like they don't know. But if you've been raped, if you've been molested, if you've been used, they tell us, if you see something, say something, tell it. I don't care if now you think you love that person. Should you love them? They violated you as a child, and now you think that you love them. They have violated you as an adult, and now you think that you love them. And sometimes it's because it's happened from someone else, same spirit operating generationally. Verse 16, but Lot hesitated and lingered, and the man took hold of his hand, talking about the angels, and the hand of his wife and the hands of his two daughters, because the Lord was merciful to him for Abram's sake. And they bought him out. See, somebody else was the responsible party for Lot and his family. His uncle Abraham was the very person that said to God when he asked him about the number of people found in the city, somebody prayed for you. Somebody, as they say, had you on their mind, and they prayed for you. And because of their prayers, God is giving you a way of escape. Don't be like the lady and her husband that adopted children and allowed people to come into their home just so that they could marry their father or their uncle or their whatever or their brother. Verse 17, when they had brought by, one of the angels said, escape for your life. That's right, your life is expected. Don't look behind you. Don't stop anywhere in the entire valley. Escape from the mountains of Moab, and you will be, or you will be consumed and swept away. God has given us a way of escape. But how many of you know that evil multiplies just like good? Mm, that's a whole nother message. Verse 18, but Lot said to them, oh, no. Not that place, my Lord. Please listen. Your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have magnified your loving kindness, mercy to me, by saving my life. But I cannot escape the mountains because the disaster will overtake me and I will be killed. Now look, this town in the distance is dear enough for us to flee to, and it is small with only a few people. Please let me escape there. 
it is not small so that my life will be saved. And the angel said to him, Behold, I grant you this request. Also, I will not destroy this town of which you have spoken. Hurry and take refuge there. Cannot do anything to punish Sodom until you arrive there. Oh, my God. That is a testimony right there. For this reason, the town named Zoar, few and small, it was saved. While God's giving you a way of escape, are you turning back and looking at that very area that needs to be destroyed? Or have you petitioned to God to give you another place to escape to so that you won't get caught up in the destruction that's coming to a home near you. And this home that I'm talking about is more than your house. It's on the home of your family, the home of your job, the home of the various clubs you belong to the home of the ministry, of the church, of the different things that the enemy has tried to pervert. Verse 23, the sun had risen over the earth when Lot came to Zoar. Did the Lord rain down brimstone, flaming sulfur and fire on Sodom and on Gomorrah? from the Lord out of heaven. I must ask you, what is your Sodom and Gomorrah? Hmm. Where are your Sodom and your Gomorrahs? Verse 25 goes on to say, And he overthrew and demolished, ended those cities, and the entire valley, and all of the inhabitants of the city, and whatever grew there, It was all demolished in its entirety. But Lot's wife, from behind him, foolishly, longingly, looked back toward Sodom in an act of disobedience. And she became a pillar of salt. Salt, the very thing that we use to season food. Being the salt of the earth mm, was perverted into an act of foolishness and longing to look back at that life, to look back at that very thing God told you to leave alone, to escape from. My God in heaven. Hmm. My, 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 God in heaven. Marabasta, my God. That act of disobedience gave you a way of escape, but you just can't let it go. Or just can't let him or her go. Verse 27, and Abraham started out early the next morning to the place where he, only the day before, had stood before the Lord, and he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley 
of the Dead Sea. And he saw, and behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a killing, a pottery furnace. Remember, he is the potter, and we are the clay. So however he makes us and molds us are how we should stay. That's a whole nother message. And then our last verse, verse 29. That we're going to talk about. We're going to take, we have a few more verses to go, but this last verse that I want to um, emphasize on. And when God ravaged and destroyed the cities of the plain of Sodom, he remembered Abraham. And for that reason, he sent Abraham's nephew Lot out of the midst of the destruction when he destroyed the cities which Lot had lived. See, it didn't just stop there. There were the cities destroyed. There are things in our lives that needs to be destroyed. And we need to allow God to destroy them, to destroy our appetite for them, to destroy our fleshly desire for them. There are people that God has basically saved our family from that we allow to be in our family. And now they're once again raping and molesting and misleading our babies. Wake up allowing people to destroy the innocence of our youth and even the innocence of those that are older than us. He Rescue the family from that pedophile, from that molestation, from that rapist, and you're bringing them right back. Because of your ignorance and your desires and because of the deception. We're pausing right here. Because some of us have married, registered rapists, registered child molesters, registered pedophiles. And they may not be registered in the land that we live in, but they're registered in the book of heaven. They've come before God, and God is going to bring punishment. Don't be Lot's wife and look back. Don't be those husbands that were supposed to be with his daughters and think that it's a joke. I'm going to go on and finish. Now Lot went up to Zor and lived in the mountains together with his two daughters. For he was afraid to stay any longer in Zor, and he lived in a cave with his daughters. And the firstborn said to the younger, 
our father is aging and there is no man on earth available for us to be intimate with in a customary manner. So let's get our father drunk. The daughters wanted to get their very father drunk so that they could sleep with their father. And so now, although God had rescued them, the older daughter got her daddy drunk and went in and slept with him. Remember, she was a virgin. She gave up her virginity because she had never been with a man and she had a son. Then they came back and she talked to the younger sister and said, it's your turn now. You go lay with daddy too. And she too lost her innocence to her daddy. The perversion didn't stop. The perversion didn't cease when they left Sodom and Gomorrah. The perversion this time had been conceived and the very heart of Lot's daughters. Mm, 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 mm. Let's be careful in the spirit of depravity that are in the depths of our very souls and our thoughts. Pray about who you're inviting into your home and into your family. My mother oftentimes would say, be careful. Who you marry, you know, she would joke and say she didn't want to have any ugly grandkids and stuff like that, and we would laugh about it. But I want to go a step further and say let's be careful who we're inviting into our families because they're bringing in spirits of perversion, gothicism, various things that are going to pervert the very thing that Molly Seabury had set up for us. The book of Proverbs and Psalms and also in Ezekiel and in Matthew and even First Timothy, it says, I'm going to share this verse with you. I wanted to let you know that there's other verses that maybe next week I'll talk about. We'll see what God says. And I see we're over time, so just let me say this. You, First Timothy 6 and 5 says, and constant friction between men of deprived mind and deprived of the truth who are supposed that godliness is a means of gain. That's right. Some people take godliness, and now they make it a means of gain. So whether that perversion is seen in rebellion or murder or witchcraft or idolatry or lying or sexual confusion or doubt, or lust or seduction or adultery of incest or masturbation or pornography or sexing or accepting immoral practices or fascinations with violence and hiring practices and generational uh, practices, horoscope infidelity, adultery, the practicing of evil, and always doing things to satisfy your flesh. Let's repent. Let's let God make us free and keep us free by believing and confessing in Jesus Christ and becoming born again and casting out the devil so that we can stay delivered and and not letting them back in. Let's renew our minds in Jesus Christ. Let's walk in and be consumed by God's Holy Spirit 
so that we can walk in the spirit so that we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let's ask God to help us that notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Don't let it be that your name is in heaven because God needs to bring punishment. Let's renew our minds, spirits of deception that we're allowing into our family. Threesomes and things, just so much. But I'm just going to turn the program over to Minister Sylvia because there is so much on perversion that's going on in our families, that's going on on our jobs, that's going on in our organizations that we're a part of, that's going on in our conversations. It's just all around us. Instead of us supplying words of life like the word of God, let's kick out the Sodom and the Gomorrahs that are trying to ravish our families and our youth and our loved ones. And let's invite the Holy Spirit of God in and the Word of God in. In Jesus' name, amen. Minister Sylvia, I turn it over to you. Thank you, Lord, for the Word on today. Thank you for the opportunity to have the 19th chapter of Genesis broke down where you can't help but understand. Thank you, God, for the opportunity for us to just hear what you had to say to the body of Christ today, to any and every listener, whether it was a Christian or not or a saint or not, but to be responsible for the word that you heard. Is there anyone on the line that would like to have something to say at this time? Please speak now. Okay, so as the woman of God say, we are over a little bit. But I just want to say to you all, some of us need to say, God, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh, Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. I'm standing in the need of deliverance. I'm standing in the need of breakthrough. I'm standing in the need of acting like I didn't know. God, is me. God, help us to understand that no matter what we try to use, whether it's alcohol or whatever it is that we use to cover up the spirit of perversion, that it is an abomination in your sight for what we try to use it for to cover up, to say, well, I didn't remember, I didn't know, or I couldn't control myself. I thank the woman of God for breaking it down and saying, no, no, no. See, some of us want to point fingers left and right and up and down, but we need to point it right back and say, see, in my family, and this bloodline, this thing has is snuck in, crept in. As it said in the book of Jude, the evil one has snuck in unaware. This thing has came in, and when you spot it, if you see something, say something. I thank God for the woman of God breaking it down to say there shall be no excuse. That if you keep playing with this thing, not only are you going to be struck with blindness, but you're going to be destroyed. For our people perish for the lack of knowledge. But knowledge has been brought forth today. So for the spirit of confusion, for the spirit that of lack of understanding, that is, for the spirit of 
can't help myself. The woman of God broke it down because, as she say, our mother taught us. You know, the word of God say, be weary of who you speak to, who you try to handle with, maybe angels, coming to save your life. So be grateful, be thankful that you heard the words because there's no excuse. Now you have a way of escape. God, we thank you for letting us hear that. God, we ask you to cover Minister Margot, Minister um, Ron Montgomery, Pastor Troy Thomas, a Prophet Antoine Thomas, Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Dr. Serena Wright, Mother Tony Montgomery, and myself, Sylvia, Minister Sylvia Kaiser. God, we ask you to cover our ministries. We ask you to cover our house. We ask you to cover our family, God. God, put a hedge of protection around us to keep all evil, danger, and death out. And whatever spirit of perversion try to come upon our family, God, cancel it. Any spirit of perversion that already snuck in and lived openly, God, we ask you to put an axe at the root. Cut it out right now, God. We put everyone under the Seabury, Sander Brown, Kaiser Carter, Thomas, Sanders' name, Dickens, Smiths, Browns, Joneses, Fletchers. We put a hedge of protection around them. We put a request in to place them all under Holy Ghost arrest. Cover the children, O oh God. Cover all of the children, O oh God, the young, the newborn, the ones on their way, the ones that's already here, God. Cover them. Grab a hold to their mind. God, I put my whole entire family, every name I called, every name I didn't, the rights, the reads. God, we put them on the altar. We put them on the altar, O oh Lord. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Come back next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear the woman of God, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, apostle-elect, to see what God has placed in her heart, to continue to share or something new to share with the body of Christ. Please come back tomorrow night, Monday night, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to hear what God has put on my heart to speak with you all about on Facebook as well as on Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. Come back, excuse me, Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to hear what God will continually have me to speak on Friday night. Thank you so much. Again, please pray for your family. Place yourself and everybody under Holy Ghost arrest. Write your address in the place of location. And the address you should be writing is your bloodline, the name of your lineage. I'll hand it back over to you, Apostle Elect. Thank you. Amen. God, we thank you for our family. Let us spiritually and naturally cover them and protect them from our those that were violated when they were young and now they're older and the spirit of deception 
and perversion has been assigned to them in an assassination to destroy their God-given destiny. We thank you for eradicating it and destroying it so that they can return back to you, God, and be saved and be covered and be protected because there is no protection like your protection, the protection you talk about in Psalms 91 that tells us that you are our refuge and our fortress. Be our refuge and our fortress and our protection for the Kaisers, the Seaberries, the Smiths, the Fairs, the Wrights, the Harrises, the Marys, Browns, the Sinclairs. Be our refuge and our strong tower and let us rest under the protection of your feathers of your wings. Be our purifiers that is refining us in the refiner's fire. Continue to be our potter as we are your clay. Satan, get out of here. Ah, in the name of Jesus, you've been exposed on today. You've been decoded on today. For this enemy we see today and yesterday, we will see no more. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bye-bye. Amen, bye-bye.